If you are watching on YouTube, uh, I'm sorry that the screen is what they call portrait. We try to get landscape, but we will fix it very soon. I'm going to talk today uh, in the second part of my study uh, called How Blessings Break Curses. And it's so important that you and I get a full perspective in this time of warnings and gloom and doom that you know what? Sometimes God will just come in with a blessing and he'll break a curse. So I'm looking at part two of this tonight and I pray, Lord, your word would just break every bondage in our Amen. lives. Amen. Come Holy Spirit and do a mighty work in our heads, in our hearts, in our realities, in Jesus' name. Amen. Okay, so Sunday we were looking at part one. And part one of how blessings can break curses. We were looking at Numbers 21 and we saw how in the desert the people of God had gotten bored and they had gotten their eyes off the Lord and really went a bit off camera really and off screen. We saw how they became blind to all the blessings God had given them. They called the miraculous manna, miserable manna, miserable manna. And then we know that God sent fiery serpents into their midst. And my question is, was it to get their attention? But your life, he was trying to get their attention. Is the coronavirus getting our attention? I think it is getting our attention. I honestly do. If we see, I got a load of feedback Sunday after I was speaking. We know that uh, one of the things I got was that in the United Kingdom, across the water, one third of all young adults aged between 18 and 24 are now listening or watching religious services of some type. Now, the United Kingdom was never known as being that spiritual a country lately. And yet we see a huge opening to anything spiritual. And the Irish Times has come out and said it's very similar in Ireland. Record numbers of people listening to podcasts, watching religious and spiritual services. God got their attention back then. I think he's getting their attention now. Remember they were blind to the blessings. You know, one of the blessings I really liked before the lockdown, I used to love going into Costa. See my Costa cup here and my little saucer. I used to like going into Costa or Starbucks and meeting friends or family for a coffee. Very simple, very low key. But you know what? I was blind to it. I took it as just an ordinary everyday thing. I am looking forward to the day that I can go with my beloved wife. Amen and my family and my friends and go for coffee and I will not be blind to that blessing. So just think of all the blessings. So God got their attention and the people then, their attitude changed. They said, we have sinned. They said to Moses, pray the snakes will go. God heard their cry. He saw their changed hearts and God instructed Moses finally to make a bronze snake and put it up on the pole. And bronze was so significant, brothers, so significant, sisters, because it means the judgment was dealt with. It went through the fiery furnace and the judgment was dealt with. Then we were told when anyone was bitten by a poisonous snake, instead of dying, they would look up and they would be healed and they would live. 
mention, I was watching the news this morning, Ursula van Leyden, the president of the EU Commission, Ireland is in the European Union, um, and she was announcing trillions, not millions, not billions, trillions of euro into trying to find um, a vaccine for coronavirus. Imagine if we said, all you had to do was look up to the Lord and be healed. Imagine that. That's what was happening way back then. They didn't have to get a vaccine. They just had to look up to the Lord. So that's where we left it on Sunday. I want to move on now and just go a little bit, dig a little bit deeper. I hope you're all watching in, guys. If you want to make a comment on Facebook or Instagram, you want to say an amen, you want to say hi to others, or you want to just go hallelujah, you can do that. Let's keep the community alive online while we can. The big issue, in my opinion, about the people of God back then is that before God could do something wonderful, before his blessing could break the curse, he had to get his people beyond the me thing. So instead of being a spoiled child uh, like that, he had to get them thinking about the bigger picture. Without a vision, the people perish. So in order for the people to see beyond just their own preferences, he wanted to get their attention. And I'll tell you something. Why did he want to do that? Because these people were so close to the promised land. They were going to be the generation that God was going to use to take and inherit the land of milk and honey. But he couldn't do it if they were all only thinking about themselves. So he had to change their thinking and he had to really get their attention. So the fact now that they are so happy to be alive. If you had been in intensive care or I had been in intensive care um, on a ventilator because of coronavirus, you know what? When you or I would come out of it, we would be so happy to be alive. We'd be thanking God for the breath in our bodies and we really wouldn't be too taken up with I want to see that in the telly or I want to have the heating set at that or whatever it wouldn't even occur to us and that's the way these people were why was it so important well this was the generation God was going to, going to use so there was a need for them to have an obedience or to have a shared vision remember they were about to cross the Jordan River God would separate the waters miraculously but there was a couple of million of them. He couldn't have a whole load of hyper-individuals who would go, mm, I have a headache today, I'm not going to cross over, or uh, I'm going to have a pyjama day, I'm just going to take it nice and easy today, or I'm not walking over if she's going in front of me. You see, he couldn't have any of that. So the people of God were delighted they were alive, they knew God was leading them, and they were ready for God to use them in a mighty way. So... Joshua chapter 3, you can read that yourself. Also, Joshua chapter 5 tells us that all the men had to be circumcised. If you don't know what that is, Michael O'Donovan is hosting a Zoom group immediately after this <laughs> meeting, and he's going to show you exactly what it looks like. No, he's not. No, he's not. What is circumcision? It's the top of the male penis is cut off. It was a sign to show that the men and the boys were dedicated to the Lord. Hallelujah, he doesn't ask us to do that anymore. All the brothers, I'm sure, are saying a silent amen. <laughs> However, in order for this painful thing to happen, 
this hyper-individualism and everyone just looking after themselves had to be put to death. They had to see that God had a greater plan for their lives and it meant a little bit of pain sometimes. It doesn't mean that the men have to do this today, but it does mean that you and I have to be prepared and willing sometimes to have a bit of discomfort personally mm -hmm. in order to do what God wants us to do and to see the bigger picture. And also, remember, they had to go around their first battle in the Promised Land when they crossed the River Jordan was to walk silently for six days around the city of Jericho. And as you know, on the seventh day, the walls came tumbling down. That's what we were singing there. We've had all this dance organized about walls tumbling down. But that's what happened in Jericho. Can you imagine? If you had a whole load of hyper-individuals who were like spoiled kids and God said, say nothing, I want all of you, I mean, there was hundreds of thousands, millions of them, what march around Jericho. And I can imagine if you had hyper-individuals, they'd be going, hey, I'm not letting him. Who does he think he is telling me I can't talk to my friend? I'm going to have a joke here. I'm going to just sit down and have a break. No, there was none of that. There had to be uh, grasp of the bigger picture so God wanted to get their attention I believe God wants to get our attention during this epidemic as well would the walls of Jericho ever have fallen down would the children of Israel ever taken and inherited the promised land will we as the Christians in Ireland ever see our nation one for Jesus I'm telling you something is happening not only in the spiritual realm but all over our society people are saying I am not secure anymore you might say that's terrible I know in ways it is but in many ways it's wonderful people have been praying for decades They've prayed on their knees and fasted that a whole generation of Irish people would open up and see if the Lord will, will uh, come into their lives. And you know, we've had people in our church, I know of two young people in our church. One is Megan Walsh Farrell, who made a TikTok video, well done Megan, talking about her belief in Jesus as part of the tribe youth ministry in the church. And she's had thousands of young people, most of whom she doesn't know, who've liked it and others are communicating with her. I know of another guy in the church has been preaching on Instagram, reaching out to other guys. I'm going to talk to a few of those lads as well so there is an openness and a hunger i wonder would there be such an openness if this coronavirus thing hadn't happened you know when we look at the psalms it's a wonderful book in the bible 150 psalms or chapters and we can see the heart of what god was trying to say let me just slightly shift a gear and look at the psalms about blessings breaking curses David wrote in Psalm 30 and verse 5, The Lord's anger lasts only for a moment, but his favour lasts for a lifetime. Hallelujah! Weeping may endure for the night, but... Joy. Joy comes in the morning. Now, if you and I were alive a couple of thousand years ago, uh, more than that, when this was written... This would really mean something to us. No electricity, no street lights. Nighttime was really dark. You see, at night, 
you couldn't see your family or friends. Remind you of anything? <laughs> you physically couldn't see them at night. You couldn't really travel. It was so dangerous. You really were locked in in order to be safe in ancient Israel during the night. It was dark. It was a bit scary and it also was very difficult to do anything. So when David wrote, you might be weeping for the night, but hang on because your joy will come in the morning. I prophesy that to people. I've been praying about this. Some of you may be weeping with frustration or loneliness or anxiety. Joy will come in your morning. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. You see, the night time was all in the Jewish mindset. Uh, the night time at, at times was like the oppressive part of the day. And then when the sun would rise, it just pierced the darkness. It's a bit like the Jewish fishermen on the Lake of Galilee. The deep, way down in the deep, they were really wary of that. But coming up into the air was good. It was that kind of concept. Anyway, I'll go into it another time. Look at what the psalmist also says in 130 verse 6. My soul waits for the Lord more than the watchman waits for the morning. Mm -hmm. Every town in ancient Israel. Remember the Bible is a Middle Eastern book. It's not a book about Europe or America or Australia or Brazil or Nigeria in the 21st century. It's a, it's a Middle Eastern book and it's of an era and we have to understand the culture to really get the full meaning of it. And so every city and town in ancient Israel had a wall around it and on the walls were night watchmen. A bit like some of the guys in church who are security guys at night. But this guy was a bit different because he kept the time. You see, nobody really had any uh, idea of the time. They didn't have a, more, a smartphone to tell the time. Nor, if they wanted to get up in the morning, did they have an alarm clock sounding a bit like this when the alarm goes off. Oh, nothing is working for us tonight. <laughs> anyway, this is my old alarm clock. You can see how vintage it is. Oh! That's how the alarm clock would sound. This is broken, by the way, so we have to do it on one of the other phones. But they didn't even have the old alarm clock. That's what I would have grown up with. We set the alarm by the side of the bed. But in ancient Israel, no alarm clocks, no smartphones, nothing. So how did they know the time and how were they able to wake up in the morning? You know what they did? They had to rely on the watchman on the walls. And so when the psalmist said, my soul is waiting for the Lord, maybe that's what you feel like now. Praise God, that's a good place to be. But it's even more than the watchman is waiting for the morning because the watchman would be up there all night. He would time the night with his timepiece, a bit like sand going through, they'd know the time, and he would watch it because everyone would be dependent on the watchman telling them when the morning is coming. And you know what? The watchman would then announce, just as the morning was about to come, he would call out. Now apparently the watchmen had to have somewhat deep voices, their voices had to bellow out and be heard across the streets, and the watchman would bellow out something. Now picture this. You're in your house in a street in Jerusalem. You're fast asleep. All of the family around you are in a deep sleep. 
and then you're stirred in your sleep because you hear the voice, the morning is coming. The morning is coming. You know what's going on? You're woken up out of your sleep and you're going, the morning, but it's pitch dark. This is really dark. You see, just before the dawn, that's the darkest time of the night. But you know the voice of the watchman. You've heard his voice over the years. You know that when he says this, his voice can be trusted. So when the watchman says, the morning is coming, you will begin to get up by faith, if you will. All you're trusting on is the, vo the voice of the watchman. The reality around you is still pitch black. There is no physical proof. Does that remind you of anything? We walk by faith and not by sight. And so the watchman would say this and everyone would start getting up. And don't you know it? Next thing, the dawn would begin to break through. And by faith, they got up. But then the proof came. The reason for their faith came through. Can I say to a lot of us here, I know it feels perhaps really struggling or you're really finding it difficult, but the morning is coming. And I believe the morning is coming spiritually all over the world and even in darkest Europe and even in Ireland because people are questioning like they've never questioned before. And you, yeah, you, have a part to play because you know people and you're probably the only Christian a whole lot of people know and that's why God wants to use all of us in a great way look at what a man who lived through the time of the snakes killing people he lived through that pandemic as one day by God's grace we'll tell our grandchildren about this time he wrote this his name was Joshua be brave be strong. Do all the Lord has asked you to do. Don't turn to the right and don't turn to the left. And you will succeed wherever you go. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Be brave and strong. What has the Lord asked you to do? Do you know what he's asked us to do? To keep a humble heart. Mm. Humble ourselves, pray to him, walk with him. And when the opportunity arises, or when there's something we can do, tell others about him. You might say, I'm shy. What a wonderful way right now. You can do it on social media. And you don't even have to see people face to face if you're shy. Don't turn to the right and the left. Don't get distracted. For so many of us, and I include myself, hands up, we've gotten so busy with all kinds of things. You know, one thing is needed. One thing, and that's to please the Lord. Amen. Everything else will fall into place. Mm. And then you and I will succeed wherever we go. As I come towards a conclusion, guys, I want to quote uh, the words of Jesus Christ himself. Because when I started on Sunday about this bronze snake put on a pole um, and lifted up, and all the people looking up at it and getting miraculously healed, did you know? that Jesus Christ quoted that exact verse. So I want to quote our Lord and Saviour when he said, Just as Moses lifted up the snake in the desert, so the Son of Man must also be lifted up. Amen. So we read about the snake. 
And Jesus here was talking about going to Calvary. But you know what? We were talking, singing earlier about we want to see Jesus lifted high. A banner that flies across this mm. land. This land, Ireland. Mm. Praise God for all our friends all over the world listening in. It's true for Germany and Brazil and America and Australia and Switzerland and all of that as well. But it's also true for Ireland. And Jesus said he was lifted up, the son of man. That was Jesus. So you know what now? The people you know who are suffering from anxiety or depression or loneliness, you name it, there's so many distressing things right now, you can say to them, just as was said to the Israelites in the desert, look up, be healed and live. So how about we point people to Jesus? Look up, see Jesus, be healed and live. He heals our minds, he heals our hearts, he heals our bodies, mm. and above all, he heals our souls. I strongly am convinced that the so-called curse that's going on around us, God is going to turn it to a blessing. Yeah. Amen. The morning is coming. Mm. Ireland is in a place I have never seen it. If you remember last Sunday, I was uh, sharing how I am now 40 years a born-again Christian um, at the end of April 1980 and I would have gotten baptised just uh, what day is today? 5th of May? Mm. Yeah, so yesterday, 40 years ago, on the 4th of May Dennis Fitzgibbon, you got baptised with me as well if you're watching, we would have gotten baptised 40 years ago in Fountainstown Beach down in the, not far from Crosshaven and I have never seen what I'm seeing now, this openness, this healthy fear, this questioning of all the safeguards. The most important thing is that people come to know Jesus. All the other things will fall into place. Seek first the kingdom of God and all the other things will be added to you. So how do we see this curse turn to a blessing? By you, you. And you, and you, and you, and you, and me, and us, obeying the Lord, taking note of the ancient Israelites, and applying a little bit of that, laying down of our lives, by going in and taking the land. I pray that the morning will come for you, and the morning will come for me, but even more, I pray it will come for the nation in Ireland. Whether that's the Irish-born, or the new Irish, it doesn't matter. We want to see this nation one for Jesus. Would anyone say amen? Amen. So I'm going to pray, and I'm going to pray the curse be turned to the blessing with your family. You might say, hang on a while, I want more money. Do you know what? The money will come if you need it. Forget that. Pray that God will use you for your neighbours, for your family, for your workmates, because they're frightened right now mm. and they really don't know where the ground has been taken from under their feet that confident generation where are the answers jesus is the answer Amen. hallelujah so i'm going to pray that you will be part mm. of the blessing breaking the curse that has come upon the world but has come upon ireland has come upon cork has come upon your street your family you ready to pray? Yes. 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 Let's pray. Praise God. We ask you, Lord, in Jesus' name, 
that you would use us, mm. take us beyond our shyness, mm. our inadequacies, mm. or being self-conscious, take us beyond that. Mm. And help us to be the men and women that can open our mouths in humility, in kindness, in love, Amen. and also in truth. Amen. And say, Jesus is the way. Amen. We pray, Lord, that whatever curse this coronavirus is causing, that you would turn it to a blessing. Yes. We as your people, you've got our attention. Yes. We're listening, we're believing, we're praying. Use us, use Grace Christian Church and help us to see our nation, our city, our families and our neighbourhoods, one for you. Mm. We want to seek you first. And then all the other things will be added. Amen. That's our prayer in Jesus' name amen. and all God's people said. Amen. Amen, 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 amen. Praise God. Thank you for tuning in. We're going to ask you that you just stay online for a couple of minutes. Say hello to one another. Instagram, you're the same. Facebook, just use the common threads. Wish each other well. We're going to play some of the notices. Michael is going to be taking over on Sunday. Look forward to hearing Michael from 53 McCartan Street. But from Denise and Dara and myself, Amen. it's over and out tonight. God bless you, lads. Amen. Bye. Bye.